You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, everybody. I am Justin. I'm Derek. And I'm Tyler. And this is the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. We got a fun episode tonight. We're going to take a look at the 2021 Husker schedule, and we are going to rank the schedule in tiers from easiest to the toughest. And also, we're going to assign confidence points to each of these games. For instance, if we think it's going to be the easiest game, we can't lose, 100% victory, well, we're going to assign it 10, 50% chance, that gets a 5, and no chance gets a 0. So that's our scale for tonight. Hopefully we have some debates, but looking at the schedule, uh, I have a feeling that we're going to agree quite a bit on some of these games. So let's take a look at the, the bottom tier here. Uh, games uh, 12 through 9. Uh, Derek, take us through the tiers for your bottom four, starting with number the 12 being easiest. Well, I, there's no argument that Fordham has to be the easiest game on the schedule. Uh, next, I think, is Buffalo then at Illinois, then probably Purdue. Okay. Uh, before we get into the confidence points, Tyler, what are yours? Yeah, I, I have the exact same bottom four as Derek. Um, you know, I think that you look at the Fordham game. Um, I mean, that that might be Bethune-Cookman bad. I don't know if this is the easiest game Scott Frost will have had, uh, but it's there. I, Buffalo's got to be near the bottom of that too. I, I think they they're a team a couple years you know going into the end of last year people thought might, but with a new coach all that that's going to be a cakewalk. Uh, yeah, Derek got Illinois and and then Purdue. Um, I think that kind of wraps it up for me. <laughs> well, ju- just just to add to your uh, Buffalo comment about the new coach, it's not so much. Well, I mean it is a lot about the coach, but it's also about all the players that transferred out. Yeah, a lot of them followed uh, Leopold over to Kansas. Yeah. Uh, for me, I have the exact same four, and I kind of f- figured we would. Now, for those out there uh, listening, you know, Fordham was a, kind of a, a late change to the 2021 schedule. It's supposed to be Southeast Louisiana, but I don't think it matters whether it's Southeast Louisiana or Fordham. Either one of those two teams, being FCS opponents, they were going to hold that number 12 slot. So we all agree on what the bottom tier is, four easiest games. Let's see if it gets interesting here by talking about the uh, confidence points. So uh, let's talk about Fordham first. Derek? Ten. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you this, and I I know Justin's more of the fire Scott Frost kind of guy, but this is the game that you lose. You should probably be fired the next day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Tyler, where do you see this game? I got it at 10, and, and I think the, the, the real question heading into that game is how much of first string do you see in the second half? I mean, and this is a game where we want to know our backups. We want to know what our depth is. We want to protect Adrian. Midway that third quarter, those starters better be on the sidelines. Well, I mean, to add... I'm not, I'm not opposed to getting them out by midway second quarter. Yeah. That... that or a little bit more optimistic, but yeah, it's a 10. 
Yeah. 10 also, but, you know, to your point, Tyler, this is the perfect game to start building that quarterback depth behind Adrian Martinez. See what those guys can do? I mean, if if you can't do it in this game, you're not going to do it all year long. So, yeah, 10 right there. Uh, our number 11 team is Buffalo. Derek, your confidence points are? Again, I got a 10 on this one. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a game you can afford to lose. You're four. You can't afford to lose to a MAC team, period. Uh, Buffalo's had so much movement. Uh, we talked about that already. But with all that movement, I just there, there's no excuse to lose this game. Tyler? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Derek. I got this as a 10. I, I don't think there's any shot we lose this game. Uh, you know, Buffalo is just not just a MAC team. They're one of the worst teams in the MAC heading into 2021. I, I don't think they're they're not competing. They've been a better team. Um, in the last couple years, I mean, I think you had something, but they, they lost too much. I, I think they're going to be near the bottom of the Mac heading into 2021. And yeah, this should be another game for touchdown victory, at least by the Huskers. So just to play this game, oh, well, I have a 10 also, but just to play this game, had they not lost their head coach, coaching staff, and not had the transfers, where would you put this on the confidence level? Derek? Probably a nine. Oh, really? Okay, nine. Tyler? I, I kind of agree with that, the nine. I think that they, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously there's some losses there. You know, I probably, I, I'd probably go with a nine. Yeah, I'm not sure if this would be our second easiest game had those changes not happened, but uh, I probably would have had a seven right there. But 10 right now with uh, the current state, I, I'm just not, yeah, there's nothing there. Our number 10 team uh, is Illinois. Derek, what are your confidence points? Uh, I, I have this one at a nine. I, again, I don't think this is a game that Scott Frost can afford to lose. A lot of moving parts again. Uh, Brett Bielmus coming in, changing a lot up. They're getting a lot of transfers leaving right now. Uh, Adrian Martinez has destroyed Illinois in the past. I know a lot of people are going to want to look back to last year, but Martinez didn't play except for the last drive. And what did he do? He took us down 53 yards and scored a touchdown. They did, Illinois just really struggled to stop. Against Adrian backups, Martinez. but yeah. But yeah, but what about his 600 other yards that he had the two previous years? Like they, They've never been able to stop Adrian Martinez. Our defense has struggled a little bit against Illinois. It's been our biggest problem against illinois has been our defense right and i do think our defense will be better this year so i hopefully they can shut them down a little bit better so you have a nine yes tyler this may have been the hardest one for me to rank because i was right in between that eight and nine for this but i ultimately went nine i'm a little bit different than Derek. like i understand that what the history shows of this game i think that first game in the season frost has had some woes in that first game i I think Illinois' defense is going to be better. I think Bielma will start getting that a little bit better. And with a little bit of uncertainty, what we're going to do at running backs and guys getting their first real playing time, I could see your offense just not hit on all full four cylinders. I just I just think there's a long way for Illinois to go to be able to run the offense that Bielma's going to want to run there. And I think that our defense, especially after last year being embarrassed, I think they just shut them down. So, I mean, I think we win this game. I, I mean, 
I ultimately went nine, nine out of 10 times. I think that we have a very good shot to win this game. Uh, I think we, we will win this game. Yeah, and I have this game at a seven here. And base, it's based off of last year. Uh, last year, we, we did not look good, especially defensively. I get it. Adrian Martinez did not play. But, I mean, Illinois, they, they, we tend to play down to them. And to Tyler's point, that's exactly where I was coming from. First game, Scott Frost has not proved that he has gotten this team ready to play an opening game in, in the three years that he's been here. So until he can do that, I don't think this is going to be as much of a layup as probably what it should be. It really should be. Now, I saw that, uh, I don't know if it's DraftKings or one of the betting services, they came out and they had Nebraska as a 9.5-point favorite. Adam McClintock, our guest last week, if you haven't listened to that episode last week, go check it out. Great stuff. Adam's model has Nebraska 6.5-point favorites. I mean, that's... there's. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, had this game been a little bit later, then I would have easily had it like an 8 or 9, possibly. But opening game scares the living crap out of me. So, uh, Number 9, Purdue. I, I have this as an 8. I Losing Rondell Moore, I think, destroys this team. Their defense wasn't good to begin with. Uh, David Bell's still a really good wide receiver, uh, but Cam Taylor Britt shut him down pretty pretty effectively last year, outside of one play. And I, I just I don't see them being a lot better this year than they were last year. I I'm pretty confident Nebraska wins this game. I got I put yeah, I put it at an eight. Okay, Tyler. Yeah, I was kind of between eight and nine on this one too. Um, like Illinois, I just ultimately went eight on this. I think that Purdue's offense is real. Like I think that they they have one of the five best offenses in the Big Ten. I think Plummer is a really good quarterback. David Bell, as you mentioned, hell, I think their offensive line is just isn't even bad. I think they have an okay offensive line. Um, I, you're right, Derek. Their defense is where it falls apart for them, and they're certainly not the worst defense in the league. Um. But but I think that is that their defense is bad enough, and I think especially with Nebraska coming off the bye, leading it into Purdue, um, it is kind of just a little bit added bonus to come in a little bit fresh there, um, and, and we should be able to handily win that game. Yeah, I I'm, I'm with you. Uh, this is a number seven. There wasn't a lot separating Illinois and Purdue for me in this one. Uh, I think Illinois is going to be easier, obviously, but uh, I mean it's. Having that buy does really help Nebraska in this case. And Jeff Brom, man, Jeff Brom's uh, he's on, he's on the the downswing here. I mean, he's not trending up for sure. He's got some talent, but God, he's got a lot to prove. Uh, all right, so we're gonna get into our middle tier, and this is where I fully expect it to be a little bit different here. So. Derek, give us your middle tier on the schedule, 8 to 5. All right, 8 to 5, I've got uh, at Michigan State, number 8, uh, Northwestern, at Minnesota. And this was this, this uh, number 5 game was the one I really, really struggled with. Uh, I, I essentially went with Iowa here. It was more to do with the fact that it was between them and Michigan, I think. 
But Michigan's got 10 returning on offense, 7 on defense. Iowa's got 7 on both. So I went with Michigan with the more returning starters on offense. And plus, I don't think it really matters who they put in at quarterback. I think he'll be better than Spencer Petras. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Tyler? Uh, very similar order. I got Michigan State um, uh, on my bottom of that tier, eighth overall. Um, the, then Northwestern. Um, I got Minnesota above them. And then uh, and then lastly, I got actually, I will go Michigan there. Um, you know, Derek, I, I think that the, the Iowa-Michigan was the, the closest battle for me of any of these two teams or any of these teams. Um, ultimately, the difference is I just think Iowa is better on the offensive line, better at running back, better on defense, better coach. I get it. Their quarterback is just – it's it's bad in Iowa. Um, They're not that bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, uh, and – you know, Michigan, you know, they're not like terrible in any of those position groups that I mentioned. But so I, I but I just think Iowa has just a few more boxes checked that just give me a little bit more, a little bit more fear with the Iowa than Michigan. So I'm going to have Michigan fifth. And mine is exactly what Tyler has there. Uh, Michigan State, Northwestern, Minnesota and Michigan. And I gave Iowa the edge here. Mainly because of quarterback. They do have a better quarterback than Michigan. Michigan, they have an unknown coming in. The transfer from Texas Tech, I don't know what he's going to do. But I know that there's still a lot of talent there at Michigan. But I th- And that's essentially why I made the Michigan game tougher than Iowa was. They've also, not only do they have more returning starters, but they've also recruited way more talent than what Iowa Oh, yeah. But- so... Justin, I'm a little shocked, and I don't know who I thought you'd have them, but I thought you'd have Northwestern higher. And I don't know who I thought you'd have them over, yeah. but so, I, I mean, I, I really did. I thought you would be, you know, I don't know if Minnesota, I mean, would have been I, a I team. Thought, to, to me, Minnesota and Northwestern were essentially the same game. It was just the fact that Northwestern's at home, Minnesota's on the road. So I, that's why a lot of the reason why I took Minnesota a little tougher than Northwestern. I mean, a lot of the pundits have Northwestern ahead of Minnesota as far as Big Ten rankings go. And the fact that all of us had Minnesota, you know, me, a guy who gets ragged on Twitter on almost a daily basis by how much I've hated on Minnesota in the past, uh, you know, I just, all of us. All Is that of why us you had, put Minnesota ahead of Northwestern no, so I, you don't I, get I, any I, hate? I, again, it was close. I mean, I honestly think that. Um, that that the gap from Northwestern to Iowa, there isn't a big gap there. Um, I do think of that middle tier. Michigan State is clearly the outlier. I think they are easily the worst team in that, and we'll get that with our confidence picks. But uh, but I, I Northwestern is. I mean, they're going to be a tough game. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but I yeah, I'm shocked that we all had Northwestern uh, seventh. So that was a little shocking to me. Well, I mean. For me, you know, when I was looking at this, because I did think that Northwestern, because I've been high on Northwestern. I mean, I think they're a team that can win eight games this year, looking at their schedule. Uh, But just looking at it from uh, the athletes that they have coming back, uh, where they fall on the schedule, and the history with some of the other teams that are ahead of them, i.e. Minnesota, 
I could not justify putting Northwestern ahead of Minnesota at all. But they are very similar. When you, when you hear my confidence picks or ratings, it's it'll make sense, I guess. Uh, you guys ready for the, for it? Yeah, all right, let's Derek. Let's uh, do Michigan State. I, I have Michigan State as a seven. I, I think this is a game that you probably should win, but it scares me being on the road. Mel Tucker does have a win against Scott Frost. It did take uh, Gator Roll on our quarterback to do it, but it still happened. So if he's if he got him playing dirty at Colorado, why not at Michigan State, right? Right, right. Uh, all right, Tyler, you're Michigan State. I had them in eight. Um, I, I I thought they I thought Michigan State was eight. Michigan State since October has had 22 players transfer out. That is the second most in all of Division One college football. Like, I don't the know what pro- they're... The, pro- the problem with that is that I understand where that hurts depth. They didn't lose a lot of starters. I, I get it, but, I mean, they first of all, they were not that great a team last year, so losing depth is something that matters. I don't know who's... You want to talk about the worst quarterback situation in the Big Ten. It might be at Michigan State. You say that, but remember, one of their biggest wins of the year was beating Northwestern. Who won our division? Yeah, that was weird. I don't understand that. I, I mean, I would have given that a nine confidence pick if I would have went back last year. I mean, that was a fluke. I, I get it. I mean, I, again, I, I have them eighth. I, I think that they're uh, very similar to that Purdue, um, Illinois mark to me. I think that the, obviously I had those two teams a little bit tougher than Michigan State. I, it's on the road. Um, it's in a weird spot of the schedule. Um, in between Oklahoma and Northwestern, where it's a little bit of a trap factor. I just, I look at this Michigan State team, and I really like, like, there's a reason why I think, you know, a lot of people think they are the worst team in the conference. And they're, I mean, Phil still have them worst team in the East. Um, if you look at the rankings of all Big Ten, there's not a lot of players that are standing out. They're, they're just, I, I think their quarterback position is abysmal. I don't think Mel Tucker's a good coach, despite having a victory over Scott, Scott Frost. I, I, yeah, I, I got them a solid eight. I want to go back to Michigan State. You said you know what they did against uh, Northwest was impressive. Well, what they did before that by beating Michigan was even more impressive because I had bet Michigan in that game. Michigan had just steamrolled Minnesota in the opening game. And here they are going to be playing lowly Michigan State, who just got beat by Ruggers? Come on. That was like the easiest money supposed to be <laughs> ever had. Oh, man. Well, that's probably why they won. It's because Justin bet on Michigan. Probably. Could be. But, yeah. Uh, they were so inconsistent. Incons- I mean, they've all, they won two games last year, but both teams were in the top 15. <laughs> Figure that one out. I mean... Yeah, but didn't Michigan only finish with like two wins as well? Yeah, okay. They, yeah, they did, but uh, at the time, I mean, nobody saw that coming. It's, no, it's still a ranked not, but, but it victory. turned out Michigan was pretty bad last yeah. year. Yeah, but it turned out Northwestern was pretty good too. And, I mean, I don't know. I mean, shit, they beat Iowa. or No, I'm sorry, they lost to Iowa. But, yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, my... For my confidence picks on uh, Michigan State, I have that as six. Uh, 
for the reasons that Derek already outlined right there. Being on the road, Mel Tucker has already owned Scott Frost once. Uh, but Owned? It's a owned. Str- strong. Owned word. at Colorado in his only year at Colorado and took over. He had less athletes. I mean, it, it, it wasn't great. But, yeah. Uh, all right, number seven, Northwestern. Derek. This isn't going to make sense to you, Justin, but uh, I actually have Northwestern. I, I have an eight on this one. Wait, what I, did you I, have for Michigan State? Seven. I, and here's my here's my rule. Here's my reason. I don't know. This, okay? Do you know how math works? Because, yes, I do. But I'm more confident that we'll beat Northwestern because it's in Lincoln. I think Michigan State's the way worse team. I think it should be the easier game. I'm just more confident. You you didn't say rank this in confidence. You said rank this in to easiest to toughest games. And I think Michigan State should be the easiest game, easier game. I'm just more concerned about being on the road. Okay. All right. I need a John Madden. I need a diagram here for all this <laughs> stuff. Okay. Well, then, fl- then flip-flop them for me if you really want. I don't think they're that far off from me being each other either. I-, I think all three of these teams are pretty close to about the same anyway. Okay. Three out of these four teams. I got Northwestern to six. Um, you know, I think that, you know, I think I think I think we win this game more often than not. I think that you look at the history. We pretty much Northwestern has yet to beat Nebraska twice in a row um, since us joined the Big Ten. I, I think that is that they true? Had a real, well, I said it. It must be true. I mean, don't haven't they beat Nebraska three of the last four years? No, no. They beat in 2017, beat in 2018. They didn't beat us in 2016. 2017 and 2018. I think you're making that up. Oh, wait, point is, Phil Steele got, hey, hey, he didn't have Adrian Martinez as a returning starter. He makes mistakes. I Okay, point, what, regardless of that, may, maybe I misspoke, but. I, I, I think that Derek's outlined it. Northwestern, they're not returning a lot. I think, uh, um, you know, they, they've thrown me off on that. I really thought I had that stat right. But, God, uh, you suck at life, Tyler. You uh, suck at life. I, I got him a six. You ruined right. my, my rant there. Well, I mean, okay. So come back to your rant. I'm just going to say that it's, it's a number five for me. This, this game is a 50-50. It's a toss-up for me. Straight-up toss-up. Uh Pat Fitzgerald's a way better coach than Scott Frost. Uh, I mean, it is at Nebraska, but it's not like Nebraska's defended their home field very well over the last few years. Uh, I, I know that they lost a lot of guys, but shoot. Yeah, but you, you, always t- you always do this. You always talk about Pat Fitzgerald being a great coach, but every time he's in a rebuilding year, they go 3-9 and nine or 5-7. and seven. And this is a rebuilding year, like it or not. They got four returning on offense and four returning on defense. That's a rebuilding year. So you're, he has not fared well. Are you that. saying that they're a three-win team this year? I'm saying they're not an eight-win team. I mean, I think they're closer to an eight-win team than a three-win team for sure. I would put them at maybe a six-win team right now. Which is still closer to eight. <laughs> okay. But at the end of the day... 
he still struggles in get in rebuild years, and this is a rebuild year. So, so back back to the Northwestern. So, where I was going. So, uh, I think Northwestern is going to be a good defensive team in spite of losing their defensive coordinator. I do think their defense won't be as good as they've been historically. Um, I think where Nebraska just absolutely has the advantage is Northwestern is probably Illinois might be in that conversation. Michigan State's there, but like. Northwestern, if I had to say, would be the worst offense Nebraska is going to face next year. Their offense, I don't expect anything from, and I think our defense is going to be strong. It's going to be. You're a talking Lincoln. the Big Ten, though, right? In the Big Ten, yeah, in yeah. the Big Ten. Like I, again, I don't know if there's a big gap between Michigan State and Illinois and Northwestern, but like, I, if I had to say, I think Northwestern is the worst. I think Nebraska's defense will be able to shut them down. I, I, I think their defense, Northwestern. I know they're losing a lot, but I think they'll still be good. Losing that coordinator is a big deal, um, and I, I just I think we get enough offense. It's going to be a close game. I can assure you that it's going to be a tight game, but I, I think that Nebraska will win it. Well, it's going to be another low scoring game, like it always is. I mean, you know, bet the it, it most like it, it most likely will be. But like Tyler said, don't overlook that replacing that defensive coordinator. That's that's a big move. He had been there for what, like twelve years, sixteen years. He'd been he might have been there the whole time that. Pat Fitzgerald had been there. I mean, he's been there a long yeah. time. That's a, that's a that's a big piece of puzzle. Well, Pat Fitzgerald, he's he's a defensive minded coach. I think he's going to be. I think I, they're going to be it. fine. I mean, they w- one thing that Northwestern always does is put out a really good defense. Yeah, and they'll be and good. I don't this year. see I, any. I don't see much drop off as last year. I think I think I I think there will be drop off. It'll be good. And Justin, you're probably right. I think, but I think this will be a close game. Uh, with with the chance of Nebraska, like if Northwestern wins this game, it'll be by a field goal. Nebraska has the potential to beat Northwestern by two touchdowns. Like Northwestern won't beat us by two touchdowns. I that that is a fact. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could get on board with that. Uh, Agreed. All right, uh, our number six game. Uh, which is unanimous. It's Minnesota. Derek, where do you have Minnesota? Uh, th- this game scares me quite a bit. I Being on the road at Minnesota, we haven't fared well lately. Uh, their offense is going to be good. They're going to test this defense. And I'm not quite as confident as Tyler is about what this def- how much of a jump this defense is going to take. Uh, I... Right now, I'm sitting at about a six. I, I think it's a I think it's a winnable game because Minnesota's defense is not good. So I, I think it's a winnable game. But I would put it, it's a toss up game. I, I put it at a six. Tyler, yeah, I, I got it as a six. Also, um, Minnesota has one probably the second best offense in the Big Ten. I mean, they, they are they are truly legit. Um, I don't think Nebraska is going to be able to keep them under thirty. I, I really don't. I think they're going to score points on us. Um, the The thing is, is that Minnesota may have the second worst defense in the Big Ten. I mean, they're they're bad defensively. So this is going to be a higher scoring uh, opponent. Um, we're going to talk about Oklahoma later. Like to me, like you're you're going to have a pretty decent idea of this game after that Oklahoma game. Like because Oklahoma's not great on defense, but amazing on offense. Minnesota isn't that good on offense um, as Oklahoma, but 
if if we get just absolutely truck raced against Oklahoma, that game might scare me a little bit more. Uh, you know, if we put up 28 points against you know Oklahoma, I I think we can we can hang 40 on Minnesota and hopefully come out of that game victorious. So I am not nearly as confident at Minnesota as you guys are at all. I have that as a, at a four right now, and their offense is legit. Uh, they have the best running back in the conference with uh, Abraham. Uh, Tanner Morgan, you know, he's another top quarterback in the Big Ten. Their offensive line is good. Their offense is legit. They can stress out our defense probably more than what our offense would be able to stress out their defense. I know I get it. They're, you know their defense is not stout by no means, but neither is Nebraska's offense. And PJ Fleck, I mean, he's whooped the shit out of Nebraska two years ago, completely embarrassed Nebraska in in the snow and you know that was Hoodgate. And then last year when they were they were decimated by 30 and we were double digit favorites in that game and still lost. PJ Fleck always finds a way to get his players riled up, fired up to play Nebraska. And I don't think it's any different this year. I, I haven't seen enough out of uh, this team that we're putting on the field, but I know what PJ Fleck is going to bring. He's going to bring the fire. Uh, I'm not saying it's unwinnable. But there's a there's a better chance that Michigan wins than we do, Derek. Right, I just I just want to rebuttal. You you made a lot of good points there, and PJ Fleck does get him up for Nebraska very well. Uh, you talk about last year missing thirty guys, but how many of them were starters? I, I don't believe they were missing any starters out of those thirty guys. Uh, and you, you talk about them beating us last year, but this unstoppable offense that you're seeing only scored 24 points against us. Yeah. I mean, that, that's right. It, it was at Nebraska last year, double digit favorites. I mean, they were decimated. They shouldn't have won that game, but they but, did. But they, but they also came in that game with having multiple weeks off leading into that game to Derek's point. I know that, that, that line, they were out 30 players, but there was how many impact players were they missing? No one really, and our best player on the whole team, Cam Taylor Britt, got kicked out of the game at halftime. I still believe this. Maybe I'm crazy. If that, that call doesn't go targeting, Nebraska wins that game. Like, that was that was a game-changing call. You lost your best player on defense. You ended up letting them get a touchdown in which they wouldn't have. I mean, it was a one-score game. I, I think Nebraska wins that game if that doesn't happen. It didn't happen that way. Ifs, but it, with buts, all that shit. Who cares? But I, I think that the thing that you're missing is I, the the PJ Fleck story is going to come and unfold quite a bit in 2021, because like let's not forget before 2019, if you were listing coaches on the hot seat in the Big Ten, PJ Fleck's name was on that list, and then 2019 happened and it was amazing. Well, 2020 happened and. Let's not forget, they, they did not have a great year last year. And if they don't beat Nebraska, P.J. Fleck is probably back on the hot seat this year. Uh, I mean, Scott Frost saved P.J. Fleck a hot seat this year because they would have been 2-5 and five if, if they lost that game. I mean, I, I think that I, 
I think that there is a lot to be said about like Minnesota. This is not a this is not a Fitzgerald. This is not a you know uh, Paul Chris. I mean, he is not in that category of Big Ten uh, West coaches yet. Maybe maybe he is this year. Maybe he turns out a nine win season this year and his name gets there. But I I just I don't know if I'm buying. Like I'm not a hundred percent so tough game i gave it a six it's again i'm not saying we're 100 percent gonna win this but i i think we i think we do i think this is a tough game they're good but so there's a better chance nebraska wins than they lose this game it it was what a six means 60 percent chance of winning i I was between a five and a six it was very close i I mean if we went to decimals it probably been like a 5.7 like it was like it was closer to a it was closer to a five than a seven for me it, it, again it's going to be a really tough game so the fact that minnesota has a buy headed into this game does that more, that doesn't yeah. even affect it anymore i mean you're still confident probably one of the reasons it's closer to a five derek yeah i'm with tyler i i, I don't know how much i i don't put a lot of emphasis on bye weeks i don't know that it always helps teams i've seen teams come out and be on fire after bye weeks i've seen teams come after a bye week and look like shit so it, it it's it's hard saying, but I mean, yeah, it's nice to be rested, I guess, but so, that doesn't always do well for players. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about our fifth pick. Uh, shoot, uh, Derek, you have Iowa as your fifth pick. Tyler, you have Michigan as well as I do. We both have Iowa four. So just for the sake of argument here, uh, let's talk about uh, Michigan here. Michigan, give your confidence points on Michigan, Derek. I have this one at about a four. I think there's a possibility we could beat them. But I, their, their talent level scares me slightly. Okay. Tyler, Michigan? I got them as a, I got them as a five. Um, I think Nebraska has a better defense than Michigan. I think we have a better quarterback than Michigan. We get them at home. You know, Michigan going into Nebraska, they have a very tough non-conference game against Washington. They will have played Wisconsin the week before. Man, if they lose both of those games, Harbaugh might be, like, on the hot seat. We've seen in Nebraska what happens when you get a coach that the fire rumors get really, really strong, how quickly you can lose a team. Um you know, Derek, you you mentioned that they've re- recruited well, and they really have, but they've recruited well for a while, and they haven't put the results on the field for a couple years now. I mean, they were a bad team last year, and I don't think their quarterback's getting fixed. I don't know who it's going to be, but I don't think they're going to be pulling out an All-American all of a sudden there. Um, their offensive line is not going to be as good as it has been. They've lost a lot of receivers. They're going to be talented. It's going to be a tough game. I got about a 50-50 um yeah it, but you know I, I think that is a game that shockingly if you asked me a year ago I, I would not have had that a five yeah i have this one out of three uh they have a lot of talent i, I just I, i'm not confident in uh our chances in that one at all i just something about michigan this is going to be this is going to be a rebound year for jim harbaugh it has to be because the dude could be gone uh, and this is a game that he can't afford to lose. Uh, let's c- go ahead and talk about Iowa. 
Uh, Derek, this was your fifth pick, fifth easiest, or I mean, yeah, fifth hardest, I'm sorry. And this is me and Tyler's fourth hardest. What are your points on uh, this one? I have this as a five. This this is a game that's been a coin flip game every year. I mean, you can't get much more in a coin flip game than what it has been the last three years under Frost. Uh, Iowa has managed to pull it out at the last second each year. Uh, I So I, I just I don't know. You haven't beat us at our worst. So I, I think if Nebraska has six, seven wins going into this game, I think there's a good chance they could have enough mo- uh, momentum going to, to beat them. But coming off of the Wisconsin game, it'll be tough. Tyler? Yeah, I mean, I think that I got I got them as a five. I think Iowa probably has the best defense in the Big Ten. They have probably the second best off at the line. But their quarterback, woo he he stinks. Uh, they lose Duncan, their kicker, who has caused a lot of pains for the Husker fans, finally. Seemed like he was there for way too damn long. Uh, hopefully that means their special teams takes a little bit of a dip and we can maybe get an advantage. Um, yeah, I, it's going to be a tough game. Um, no doubt about it, but I think that you look at the way we wrap up the season with a couple bye weeks late, I think we'll be a little bit fresher, which will probably even out the playing field a little bit. Um, yeah, I got this a solid five. All right. God, you guys are way higher on Iowa than I am. Shocker, right? I have this as a three. Uh, for some reason, Iowa's just that thorn that we just can't yank out, man. We can't get past that little thorn. They always just outdo us, and this is probably going to be another year uh, where it's, it's going to happen. I'm not as I'm not as hateful on their quarterback as you guys are. I think he's perfectly fine for that offense. He does exactly what Kirk Ferentz wants them to do. Uh, they got a really good running back, good running game. Uh, their defense is always tough. I mean, they're. They're the only team that I think could challenge Wisconsin in the West. And I, th- I think they're up there. I mean, they're, they could be a nine-win team this year. So, so I was weird to me, and I, I, I'm guessing we'll probably break this down more. But, like, to me, I think their ceiling – I think their quarterback does hurt them. I, I think it kills their ceiling. Like, But, like, Iowa, to me, they are, like – they may have, like, a lower ceiling than a Minnesota, Nebraska, certainly a Wisconsin – but like their floor is really high. Like I, there's no way Iowa. I imagine going six and six. They're they're going to be a seven eight win team. But oh, I think yeah, that's all they schedule. are. I think that's all they are. But you know what, Tyler? You know what's funny? They could easily start off the year zero and two. I expect them to. I mean, I really Dude, do. I think yeah. everyone thinks that Matt Campbell, like his big knock is he can't beat Iowa. I think this is the year they do it. I think Indiana's a better team than Iowa. But but I I feel like I've seen that movie out of Iowa like that last year they started off zero and two last year and then they turned it on like the, they'll win some games I just I don't know I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sold uh, with Beatrice I, I again I think that you look at them coming in they they have you know that back half of the season they play with at Wisconsin at Northwestern Minnesota Illinois off a of bye week and then they get Nebraska off a short week. Those that same five week stretch, Nebraska, we have uh, by we have Purdue. I mean, we've got a little bit more leading into that. Uh, that I think I think we'll be a little bit fresher team heading into that Iowa game. So what I will say, you know, you talked about Iowa starting off zero and two last year, and then they ripped off six straight wins, 
and looked good doing every yeah. single one of them except one, and that was against Nebraska, 26-20. But all the others, I mean, they were they were all double-digit wins, 49-7 against Michigan State, 35-7 Minnesota, 41-21 Penn State, 35-21 Illinois, Wisconsin, 28-7. Nebraska, they did play them the, the toughest there down that stretch that they were winning. So I I guess I can see where you guys are coming from with a five on that one. And, and every and I, I, I just want to add this. Tyler, I'm going to go backwards a little bit here for you and talk about that 0-2 a little bit. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think Iowa State beats Iowa again this year. I really don't. Really? I, I'm not as sold on Matt Campbell as everybody else is. I think for that school, he is phenomenal. Like, he he has done things that – should not be able to be done at Iowa State. I still, I still just don't think Iowa State has the talent and 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 physicality to beat Iowa. I don't think they do. Well, Iowa State hasn't beat Iowa in how many years? I, I don't know how many years, but I, but I know Matt Campbell's been there for four or five years, and he's never done it. Once. Yeah. So it's been a while. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I just I don't I don't see it happening again. If I if you were to ask me to predict that game right now, I would probably take Iowa. Would you? I, I think Iowa's won five in a row. Okay. Against them, so I again, I I again, and when I say that, I think Iowa has the best defense in the Big Ten. Like that's big praise. I think Penn State has a wicked defense. Wisconsin's going to be really good. Like, and and I saw a stat, and I, I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not going to try to get it right. But it was like the last three years maybe four years like total points per game in the big 10 like iowa has the best defense over that stretch whatever the stat was i mean like iowa i think that maybe this is so easy to hate on iowa but like they've been very good defensively for a while and you mentioned the running back i I think he's a little overhyped again Iowa's gonna be tough but Derek, you mentioned this like all things considered, like Adrian Martinez played probably one of his three worst games in 2019 against Iowa, and we lost by a field goal. Like, if we don't give up that sack late in the game, maybe we beat Iowa last year. Like, I just think we've been so close. Like, we just need one or two breaks in any of those three years, and we beat them, and it's just the ball has bounced wrong every single year. I think we get it this year. Again, I got it as a coin flip. I, I don't know how I'll pick it ultimately, but um, yeah, I think I do think that it is truly a coin flip game. All right, we got three games left here. <laughs> we'll we'll see how we uh, if if we differ at all. Uh, Derek, give us your final three games. Three, two, one. All right, at Wisconsin. I I may be different than you guys, but I have Ohio State, then I have at Oklahoma. Oklahoma is your number one toughest game. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, and a lot of that has to do with being on the road. Uh, some of it also has to do with Oklahoma returning a lot more starters than Ohio State. Uh, but but at the end of the day, uh, being on the road, I, I think that's a way tougher game. Not that we have a good shot at winning either one of them, but Tyler, I got the same order as you, Derek. Yeah, I do too. Wisconsin, Ohio State, and I think Oklahoma is going to be our toughest game next year, hands down. Uh, let's get to the confidence points. Derek, Wisconsin. Uh, I, I I probably went a little high on this just because I'm not sold on Graham Mertz. The defense will be good, but we, we've managed to score fairly well on Wisconsin over the years. It's just we can't stop them. 
but I, but again, even even being high, I'm only at a three. Like I just don't see us going into Madison, winning this game. It, it's a possibility coming off a bye. Now, I think Wisconsin's got a tough game the week before. I think they got Northwestern the week before us or something like that, if I remember right. Well, they, they, uh, yeah, they have Northwestern. So, so yeah, I mean, that's a tough game for them. And so, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, it, it, they, till we can prove we can beat Wisconsin, I'm not going to have a lot of confidence we can beat them. So, and say again, you had a what, three? I had a three. Three, all right. Tyler? I had a three also. Uh, Wisconsin will have played eight straight games leading into that. We will have had buys two of the four weeks prior. Um, you know, Derek, you mentioned Graham Mertz. I like I Graham Mertz may have as high a ceiling as any quarterback in the Big Ten, but like his hype last year was really based around that Illinois game where he played a near perfect game, and the rest of the year he was below average. I mean, he had 57% completion the rest of the year. He had more interceptions than touchdowns. Adrian Martinez passed for more yards per game than him. Like, it was not an impressive thing. Maybe he will be an All-American. Maybe he will be that guy that we saw in Illinois. It wouldn't shock me. But I think the evidence is not conclusive on him yet. Uh, Everything else about Wisconsin is still true. They're going to have one of the probably three best defenses in the league. They have probably one of the three best offensive lines in the league. Uh, they're they're going to have good running backs. I think they're they're actually going to be a lot better at running back this year than they were last year. Um, but ultimately, I think that we're going to come in that game a little bit fresher than them. We have shown the ability of moving the ball okay against them. Um, I, I think we could punch them in the mouth a little bit more this year than we've been able to in the past. Again, still a long ways to have that be a coin flip game, but I, I think a three is a reasonable pick there. I have it as a two. We didn't play Wisconsin last year due to COVID, but the previous three years that we played them, I mean, we we're more than two touchdowns. We, we lost by more than two touchdowns each of the previous three years. Yeah, all the same reasons. You know, their defense is always going to be good. I think Graham Mertz is probably going to be a lot better than what he was last year. Being a freshman last year in that offense and all the COVID protocols that they had to go through, you know, stop and practice. You know, he looked good in that opening game against Illinois where, what, he had one one incompletion or whatever sick stats that he threw out there. He didn't look great down the stretch, but it's almost like, you know, maybe, uh, maybe it was just because they weren't practicing as a team. I still think he's a fine quarterback for what he needs to do in that offense. Their offensive line is always going to be good. Uh, their running back situation has gotten significantly better than last year. And Graham Mertz has more experience. And then, you know, he can partake in a spring ball, uh, full, full ball, fall ball. They're going to be fine. Their defense is going to be stunned. Jim Leonard, he's one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. One of the best. And... I don't know. It, maybe Nebraska beats him one out of every five times. Maybe. But uh, I gave him a two. Derek? Uh, j- just for one thing, there are a couple things here. Uh, first off, Graham Mertz has already had a spring and a fall there. It's not like he registered the year uh, 2019. So it's not like he hasn't been there. I mean, he wasn't I mean, the guy he, taking the snaps. He, when in the spring well, that he was, he was at. Some, 
I'm assuming he was taking some snaps. Okay, but he wasn't the guy in that spring. He was in a competition with Jack Cohn to take the snaps. So I would assume they were giving him snaps. Second off, you said he's going to be better this year than last year. Uh, well, the, here's the thing. If he's not, he won't be a quarterback by the time Nebraska plays him. So we won't have to worry about him anyway. Because if he plays as poorly as he did last year, I, I, in five of the six games they played, he's not going to be a starter by then. I don't think that will happen. I do agree he'll be better. but Well, I think there's I, something I along with uh, all the pundits, you know, the all the uh, magazine writers and sports writers, having him in the top ten or having him all Big Ten on one of the teams, all, all Big Ten. They're seeing something that he can do. Uh, he was uh, – Tyler, he's saying they're high. Uh, but, I mean, he, he was – It could a, be lack of options, too. Like, there's – I mean, there's not a lot of returning talent on offer in the Big Ten right now coming back. Like, I mean, you got Tanner Morgan. I mean, you, you really have, what, five returning quarterbacks that could make this list? So – I'm going to – Just being a returning starter right now kind of puts you – at an advantage, at least. So I, I just I, I want to just real quickly point out I I think that like Wisconsin, their schedule is so deceptively strong, and and I know we're probably going to get strong into this meaning more, easy. I think it's going to be tough. I think they have a tough schedule. And and Do again, I, so they they start the year on the road, um, uh, or they start the year at home against Penn State. Penn State, I think, is going to be a lot better. Then they have Eastern Michigan. Then they have their bye. Then they have Notre Dame on a you know neutral field. Michigan at Illinois Army, where I'm not saying Army is going to be a great team, but man, they'll play anyone tough. And they yeah. have a bye week the week before at Purdue, Iowa after Iowa has a bye week at Rutgers, Northwestern who always plays Wisconsin tough, and then they go to Nebraska like. Man, like I think that it's really easy in the Big Ten West just to crown Wisconsin because they've been so good. And, and again, I think that again they're they're obviously a team I think is the toughest in the West for Nebraska to play. But like, I I just think this is a year. Th- this is the best chance I think we've had to beat Wisconsin since Scott Frost has been here. I think this is a year. I don't know where Wisconsin's going to be by the time they get us. They could be a four-loss team heading into us. They could be a two-loss team by the time they get into us too. But like, I, I just I think that Wisconsin is a is a really intriguing team this year, and I ultimately do, do think it comes down to Graham Mertz. I really do. I think that if he is the guy that the national pundits are talking about, is he if he is one of the top ten quarterbacks in the country, if he is top two or three in the Big Ten, like Wisconsin's going to win a lot of games. But if he is more of the average quarterback that I think Derek and I see with him, man, I this could be a this could be a year that the Big Ten West. Well, I, I'm not saying it's Nebraska, but it could be a Minnesota. It could be, uh, it could be a Nebraska. Could could end up taking the crown. So, I I also want to add this. Like this is not the conversation we should be having. Like when it comes to Wisconsin, it's about the running back, and that's what worries me about with with. with about with Wisconsin is they still don't seem to have that absolute stud at running back like they have with Monte Ball and uh, uh, 
Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they, they've always had that that stud, and every time that that stud was there, there was always the next guy up. And I last year, I, I don't think they had that guy. I said that last year. I think that's why they lost a lot of games they had because they relied too much on Graham Mertz. And I think they're having to rely on Graham Mertz. I think that does hurt them. Well, they got the Clemson I, transfer. I, 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 that Ches was, was Ches Malusi, whatever the yeah, hell you say his name. I, I assume they will have a running back that will be better than what they had last year. And I think that's what it'll come down to is is their running game as it always does. Yeah. And and, and, the, and the, I believe last year Jalen Berger, uh, Phil Steele had him, has him still listed as a freshman. I think he was a freshman last year. I think he, I, I don't know if he was a true freshman or not, but like they they did roll out a, a newer team, newer running back. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he maybe he will be better this year. I get. I think like Wisconsin, I just trust will figure out their running back. Well, they and lost they Groshek. Dish- Remember Groshek, big old Groshek. Yeah, he's gone. They, they, the, the other thing I wanted to add to the to, to the uh, Wisconsin thing, and Tyler, you talked about it. I thought you skimmed over it a little too much. Who in the hell gave them a bye week in week three? And who the hell wants a bye week in week three? Oh. Like that is the worst timing for a bye week, probably in all the Big Ten, if not all of college football. Yeah, I mean it, it really is. I mean, and especially like they'll have played. Like oh, we got Eastern Michigan. We're gonna need a big break here. <sighs> Yeah, it it, it, it Just really is. Just in time it's, for Notre Dame. It and again, maybe that helps them get over Notre Dame. Maybe it helps them beat them. I think that probably does. I think they do beat Notre Dame, but like, I I just maybe they don't. I mean, but I just I do. I think Wisconsin. It, it it's a it's going to be an interesting year for them. But that they I again I think Wisconsin they've earned a level of respect. Again, no reason why I think I. I think we're all pretty close there. I think we, we give us a shot. We have a chance. I'm not saying it's impossible, but, yeah, more often than not, we probably lose that game. I know we'll get to this in later episodes here as we get closer to football, but, Tyler, is Wisconsin your odds-on favorite to win the Big Ten West? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. I, I, I have, I, you know, I've, I've started to jot my records and, you know, Wisconsin and everything I said, I, I, I'm – I'm a little bit lower than I think it is. I think it's going to be a weird year for the West where probably nine wins wins the division. Yeah. Um, Easy, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I see a 10-win team. If it is, it's going to be Wisconsin. But that's why I said I think there's three teams I think that could win the West. and But Wisconsin would probably be at the top of that list. All right. We'll, we'll save the other two teams for a later episode. Derek. Uh, Hi. I don't know. I'm coming to yeah. you. I think – Shit, I don't know. Am I, I coming to you for Ohio gonna go, State I, or what? I was just gonna, I was just gonna answer the same question you answered, asked him. Like, I, yeah, they're probably the odds-on favorite, but I, I wouldn't say they would be a huge favorite. I, I put Iowa up there with them. I do too. Yeah, and, and, I think they're the only one that's and, gonna and, challenge Wisconsin. I do too, and part of the reason I also put Nebraska as a five on them was the fact that it's a, it's a possibility that Iowa has the West one at that point. And so the game could it could not mean as much to them, and they could overlook Nebraska a little bit. Yeah. All right, let's talk about our number two picks, Ohio State. Your confidence points are? Uh, two. Wow. That's a lot higher than what I thought. Tyler? I got it at two also. No kid. One out of five times Nebraska beats with, uh, Ohio State. 
I have I, it as a zero, by the way. There's zero chance that Nebraska beats Ohio State next, next year. And why watch it? Why, why would you even watch that game then? Because I'll bet the spread. But there's zero chance. I mean, if you get, I'm, I'm impressed that you guys are that high. They have a lot. They they have a lot of pieces moving again. They don't. They they're replacing half their offense and over half their defense. I'm not saying I I understand they reload. They don't rebuild. They reload. I get it. But there's always a that possibility that they're just not going to be quite as good as they were last year. We 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 all assume C.J. Stroud's going to be this All American quarterback. We haven't seen that guy throw a pass yet. We don't even know what this guy can do. So I yeah I mean I think I think there's a sl- very very slim possibility, but I don't I, it's not good. But I think there's a possibility we could beat Ohio State. Tyler, would you why, why did you have him as a two? Very similar to what Derek's saying. I mean I think that obviously you know it starts with question marks at quarterback. I think C.J. Stroud, you know, confidence that he's going to be a good quarterback is pretty high, but there is a little bit of doubt. Um, their defense wasn't great last year. I think they'll be better this year. I think their defense will rebound a little bit this year, but I, I don't I don't know if they're gonna be amazing. Um I don't know what's gonna happen at running back. I mean I think you know you you look at that that room for them, they'll be good, but are they gonna be quite as good last year? I, I just think that all around Ohio State will not be as good of a team as last year. It's in Lincoln, which inherently gives us a shot. So you know I'm just doing you know, kind this, of a little bit of is this another game here. day? Is game day going to be oh, there again? No, no, no. We, we, I don't think we get game day again. I think game day will never come back for a Nebraska Ohio State game. But like last year, would we lose by? Would we lose thirty five points last year? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I think Ohio State's a touchdown worse. I think we're a touchdown better. And you add us at home versus on the road, which is a touchdown swing. I could see this being a two touchdown game. Okay. Um, and, and and again. If, if you're in, and you're in that category of two two score game, that's a two to me. I think there's enough breaks that can happen that can overturn that if you're in that situation. Okay. Uh, again, I have zero. Uh, our number one team is Oklahoma. Derek, I have this as a one. I I refuse to believe there's a zero percent chance you could beat anybody. If the, if that's the case, then you should just walk away and not play. The game. So so it's rounding, right? I mean. I'm not saying that's a 0% chance, but I'm rounding down. I mean, I'm not going to round up to a 1 on either of these teams. I don't cuz I don't think there's close to a 10% chance that we beat these teams. I, I do. I am not convinced 100% that or that Oklahoma's defense is going to be good. They haven't been good in the past. Everyone wants to talk about, "Well, they were good. They shut down Florida." But okay, so they had a good game. I mean, it doesn't mean they, they don't seem to shut anybody else down all year long. But on the same token, I mean, just to play devil's advocate, I mean, what are you seeing out of the Nebraska offense to make you think that they can run up the score on Oklahoma? I'm not. I am just hoping to God that our defense is as good as Tyler thinks it is and we can slow their offense down just enough to maybe give us a shot. All right, Tyler, let's let's hear you. I have it as a two. Um... A two? I too. I you are high as shit right now. Yeah, I, I just I, I think our offense is gonna be able to move the ball. Um, I think that you look at that game. Uh, Oklahoma's gonna score points. I think that that is a game that our defense matches up poorly. I think like we will not face another quarterback like Spencer Rattler. Um, 
They're good. Who also, who also got benched last year, if everybody he, remembers. Well, that's because true. Because he was playing poorly. That That's true. And I, I have forgiven Adrian Martinez for getting benched, so I guess I will forgive him for being benched also. But I, I think he is a great you quarterback. Other, uh, others won't, though. Others won't. Others won't. I, I will just say this. I think that Nebraska is going to move the ball against them. Uh, I think that the gap between Oklahoma and Ohio State isn't high. So if I think we're a two-touchdown conversation with Ohio State, I think we're probably similar there. I mean, they're, they are closer to a one than a three. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think that at the end of the day, I, I do. I think one out of five times we beat Oklahoma. I think okay. we played that game five times. I think we get one victory. I, I I don't expect us to lose by 28 points against Oklahoma. I, I really don't. I don't. I do not sit here and think that Oklahoma is going to beat us. I think we are going to be able to put up three to four touchdowns against Oklahoma if we are healthy going into that game. I don't see Oklahoma putting up 50 or 60 points on us. I just don't think our defense is going to get smoked that bad. I don't and even think it, it, it takes a Kansas State. Kansas State beat Oklahoma last year. So don't tell me we don't have a shot at beating them. I'm just telling you, like it takes. I mean, the thing is, when you're talking about this, when you're the when you think about Nebraska last year, I mean, there is just every stat like that was a that point to a coin flip, like turnover differential, like Phil Steele points this. We were negative fifteen in that. Like the odds of us being that bad again are just statistically improbable. Like it always flips when teams are that bad. There is a big chance that we improve there. You get a couple turnovers, which I think our defense can do. And I think this Nebraska team, they have heard, like, you're scared to play Oklahoma. You're scared to play Oklahoma. Man, I don't think we're scared to play Oklahoma. You go into that game. Um, yeah, I'll t- tell you what, if we have the 0% chance that Justin thinks we do, we should have got rid of this game. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I, I tell you what, the only way that I give it a 2, and I'm not even feeling good about a 2, is if we get 21 points. I don't even know if I'd take a two getting 21 points. I think you're a two. <laughs> Drink up, baby. Drink up. <laughs> I get to a four real quick. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I, we'll, we'll see. I, I Hopefully, uh, I look stupid here by thinking that we can't even compete with Oklahoma. I, I really don't. On paper, I, I, don't, I don't see how we can compete. And, and, and again, I'm going to even say this. I think we're a two, and I think Oklahoma might be the best team in the country. Like, and that's what, and that's why how why I think of Nebraska this year. I think that like one out of five teams, five times on the road, we can beat the best team in the country. And and that that goes goes. I'm up. not there. I, I don't think Oklahoma's the best team in the country. Who, who do you think they have is? A great quarterback? Are they a top five team though? Yeah, they're a top five team. Absolutely. I mean, is it Alabama just by default? But, but would it surprise me if they got left out of the playoff again? No. Like, I look, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's biggest problem has been their defense, and I don't think that got fixed overnight. I mean, and if Nebraska, if Nebraska absolutely can't beat them, I'm not convinced that there's somebody in the Big 12 that's not going to beat them. I mean, down the road, their defense looked pretty darn good. Well, and the thing with their defense, let's just be fair. It's it's relative to the Big Twelve. Like they have a good defense for the Big Twelve. I think. I think. I mean, now their defense is it going to compare to the Iowas their, or Alabamas? Their, their defense got better when Bookie Radley Hiles got benched. Well, that's true. I mean, 
But I, I do. I, I do. I think that Nebraska, like, that's a game I don't expect us to win. I think it's our toughest game. I think we lose it. If, if I, You know, Derek, I could have been on board with the one. But, like, Justin, with you saying zero, like, man, I... I mean, and, then, look, and this is just—it's like one percent like chance for me. This I mean, is if the we were fundamental going decimals, difference. I'd give it one percent. But Justin, where just, where Justin thinks Nebraska is versus where I think Nebraska is, like there there there's all these questions about is Scott Frost on the hot seat? Like the answer I just keep going to is I think we're going to be a damn good team this year. I don't know what that's going to result in wins and losses, but this is to me the best team Scott Frost has fielded. I think Adrian Martinez is in his own. I think our offensive line will be pretty decent. I think we've got weapons around him that are adequate enough, and I think this is easily the best defense he's put on the field. Cam Taylor-Britt is going to be easily the best player Nebraska's had under Scott Frost. He could be a first-round pick. I think we'll definitely go in the first four rounds. Like, I just think we get a player two. Special teams, I think, is trending upwards. Man, I, I think we're turning a lot of corners, which will make this a lot closer game, and you get a break or two. You know, maybe you get a strip fumble early in the game, turn the momentum. Maybe they fumble a Maurice Purify situation from 2010, and they fumble early, and, you know, we end up taking control and never let up. Amen, man. I'll say say this, Tyler. You talk about the offensive line being pretty good. That's probably my biggest concern about about Nebraska right now is the fact that the – and it's not that they're not good. It's not that they can't that they won't be able to do it. It's the fact that three of these guys are going to be listed as freshmen. Yeah, I mean, you're right. With the COVID year, three of them are going to be freshmen. One's going to be a true freshman again, and two of them are going to be redshirt freshmen. Is it Piper still listed as a freshman? Yeah, he's a redshirt freshman. He was a redshirt freshman last year. He has to be 21 now. He came the same year Bryce Benhart did. Did Wow. A lot of these freshmen and sophomores are going to bars now. But the, the thing about this is, like, when you talk about that, and this is a conversation for another day, but, like, like so I, the, the youth would be my biggest concern about the offensive line. But I think it's our offensive talent, line. It's just youth. I think our offensive line last year was a huge disappointment compared to expectations. I think that we all expected this offensive line to be, like, this is the year the pipeline's back, and I don't think you would say that. But I think when you take a step back, I think the offensive line was pretty good. I think when you look at, like, obviously we lost a couple of key parts um, with Imus and Farniok, but I, I think Bryce Benhart, like, frankly, has a higher ceiling than Brendan Hymas. Like, he's just a better prospect. I think Cam Jurgens, if he fixes his snaps, could be a damn good center. So I, I know you say that they were a disappointment, based off of expectations, but they were still slightly above average, right? They were still a, a B-minus grade, right? Offensive yeah, I think line, the pro- maybe the even problem a B. was running back last year. The problem was, yeah. I think, the reason why, like, I think that our running back, I mean, you know, Mills was injured a lot last year. I think Mills was an okay running back. I think that off the COVID year, asking guys like Marvin Scott to take the load, I, Sevion Morrison, I don't know if it, he had COVID, and that's what kept him out. But he never got going, you know, I don't know what happened with a lot of the other depth. I mean, we just, we never figured out. I think our running back was just trash last year. It will be better this year, I think. I don't know how much better. Um, you know, I don't think, I don't know if we've got another Mills, but I, I think that he was out half the year. Like, I think that collectively our offensive running back will be better than last year. And I, I do. I think that we are looking 
Right, and I, I just think last year, I remember going into last year thinking, we play Ohio State week one, there is 0% chance we win that game. And there's not a game that I look at in the 2021, 2021 schedule that I look at the way I looked at 2020 Ohio State. Yeah, I know. We just, we just, we just heard, obviously. <laughs> hey, I got to say something here. I mean, God, this is topics for later episodes and long off season. But, you know, talking about the, the offensive line, that, you know, that's one of your biggest concerns there. But you know what? There's a lot of there's a lot of question marks that we have on offense, and it's not just offensive line. It's it's the running back, trusting a running back, find a guy that you you know that, that staff can trust. Uh, the wide receivers. There's a lot of question marks there. Uh, on paper, it looks good, but we have no evidence that you know a lot of these guys are Division One A, you know, Power Five receivers. Uh, the quarterback situation, the health of the quarterback. There's a lot of question marks that we have on offense. And for all of that stuff, just to go right, just to like flip up to say the, the, the switch to come on, say, yep, that's locked on and that's solid. That's a lot to ask for. And, you know, I mean, that's it just doesn't happen often. Any other year that we have a lot of question marks on offense, how often do all of those question marks turn into positive things? Chances are. Some of those aren't going to come to fruition like what we want as fans, right? I don't think all of them have to, though. You need two of the three to do it. I mean, I listed four right there. I mean, I mean, does two out of the four make it like well, a good year? Adrian's the, the, the health of Adrian Martinez is, is, is a must, yes. I, I think the wide receivers is a must. Well, I mean, then it comes... The, the offensive line, as long as they're serviceable to good, like they were last year, I think we'll be fine. The running back, I, I think it'll sort itself out, but I think a lot of that's going to come to the offensive line make, big, making holes for them and getting to the, sec, and getting to the second level and blocking. Like, it's not just stopping the defensive line. You got to get into linebackers and get some blocks too. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess my whole thing is, you know, in football today, even Nick Saban, he's alluded to the fact, you know, it's not defense that wins championships anymore. You've got to have to have a strong offense. You've got to score some points. And with as many question marks as there is an offense, I, I don't know. I mean, you got you need a lot to go right to generate the number of points to score in the Big Ten to get to where you guys want to go or where Scott Frost and where all the fans want to go, you know, this eight or nine win level. I, I just I'm, I'm not seeing it there, guys. But I mean, long off season to talk about that. But I, I'll just my, my last really? words on this though. I, I just was. <laughs> we only got like six more episodes before the season starts. Yeah, we're getting there. I but I it's guess not really that much of a long off season anymore. My last <laughs> note on this is, is when you look at the schedule breakdown. I think the one my biggest takeaway doing this exercise, and I think there's a lot that's been said about how brutal Nebraska's schedule is. And guys, playing two teams that are probably playoff bound or have a very good shot, like we're the only team in the country that's going to do that. Like we unless two SEC teams make the playoffs, like we're probably the only team in the country that's playing that. But I do think that we get some favorable bounces when it comes to the Big Ten and the fact that we probably are playing three of the worst teams in the conference, if not the three worst teams in the conference. Um, Purdue is probably the one team. I, I don't know if they're in the bottom three. Um, 
you know, Michigan State. I, I, I mean, I, point is, I think that we're playing three of the worst teams there. Um, I, I think that there is not. I just, I don't think we're that far away from beating a Wisconsin or an Iowa or that. And Justin, you talked about all the things going right. I think that's going to be the difference, right? When we talk about this, when we actually have to make the picks. It's like, do I have confidence that going into Minnesota after seven straight weeks that Adrian Martinez is going to be upright? Like, like where is my confidence that we're going to be 100%? And those are probably going to sway maybe a couple of these things from a five or a six down to a loss. But um, but but I, I do. I have a lot of optimism when I look at this schedule in despite of how difficult it is. Well, I hope you guys are right. I have a lot more than I am. I, I like your guys' picks a lot more. Uh, but guys, it's time to go. We thought this was going to be a 20, 25 minute episode. God dang. We were, we were way off, but, uh, I didn't think it was going to be that short, but, oh God. Hey, we start talking about football, man. It's, it's never ending, but Hey, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully we got a kick-ass guest next week. Uh, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate and review. And be sure to share the episode. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. As always, good day. Now he throws.